cutting-edge startups and Fortune 500s all in one room talking about how emerging technologies are changing our world. This is The Tech House, and I'm Swisher Host, the CEO of Truefin. Today, we're talking to Rochelle Hariri from Shopify and Brennan Clark from Rekibo. Rochelle is a social media lead at Shopify, named one of marketing's top 30 under 30. She is an absolute badass. Rochelle has worked in several notable organizations in key roles such as McDonald's Canada and Red Academy. In the other corner, we have Brennan, the CEO and founder of Rekibo, a social media automation platform that allows businesses to scale their budget across major online ad networks without scaling their headcount. I think we all know this by now, but social media can't be ignored. Mass audiences have gravitated online and marketeers are continuously finding innovative ways to optimize revenue. Before getting into the episode, I sat down with Brennan to define what exactly digital ad automation is. It can mean a variety of things, whether that's creative automation, audience automation, budget, bidding. These are all kind of different automation tools that are kind of seeping into the marketer's kind of general landscape. The way we approach it is purely for paid online networks. It can be kind of organic or paid. That just makes a marketer's job a lot easier. So we're taking away kind of menial tasks that they're doing and kind of automating that through software. Brands need their social media channels to convert business. For most people, it's completely overwhelming. I use social media for my personal brand, mainly on LinkedIn and Instagram. I try as much as possible to share content around building a business from scratch, i.e. building TrueFan, but also some of the lessons that I've learned from some of my advisors and investors that are totally willing to be able to be interviewed or to have articles written about them. For today's episode, we're tackling the question of optimization. How can marketeers optimize their social media presence in the most efficient way possible? To start off, Social media, especially when you're managing an account or when you're talking about a big brand, it's very labor intensive. There's a lot that goes into it from production to distribution, thinking of an idea, conceptualizing it. How do you save time? Like, how are you efficient with with your job? I think a lot of it comes down to being really strategic and understanding like what your roadmap is, following like a hero hub hygiene model so that we know what our big heavy programs are going to be, what are some of the light touches programs, and then like what are some content and blog pieces that we need to work on for the year. So having that grounded and then knowing, then working back from there. But also there's a lot of tools that help you with, you know, publishing and scheduling in advance. And I think you make a really great point with the production piece because that usually is what takes the longest is we got an idea. We know it's our hero campaign. Campaign, but then now we need like X amount of weeks to get this into market and to plan. So it's, it is quite labor intensive, but I think if you're the kind of person who likes to be creative and strategic, but also look at data and measurement after the fact and use paid media and paid advertising, it's, it's a great space to work in. And then beyond Rekibo, Brennan, what other tools do you recommend marketers using to save time and be more efficient? I'm slightly biased because I'm more on the technical side of things and less on the creative. So I, any Google Analytics data-based kind of system, so Mixpanel Google Analytics, really help you kind of understand customer journeys, how people are interacting with content, ads, your website, your your app, whatever your platform is, and really kind of drive insights for future strategy. Got it. So, so Rochelle, Shopify is now like the symbol for e-commerce in the world, actually, not even in Canada. What is the intersection between digital ad spend and e-commerce? How important is it to you know have a digital ad spend if you're an e-commerce company? 
Well, I think it's, it's highly valuable because at the end of the day, like you are now own a piece of the internet, you have a store and you need to get awareness for your store and get people to be driven to your store. So whether you're looking at your SEO, your SEM, your social advertising, you need to have a plan. I think it's really important for anyone who's starting a new business to understand the mix of organic and paid that they need to run a successful business. Not saying that all you need is, is ad dollars because some people are just starting out and they may not have the money. But if you're organically, let's say, building a community through social media and you know who your audience groups are and you can partner with them offline and online, it'll help spread the word about your business to build your brand and drive people to your site. Um, we've seen it happen with a lot of the merchants that we have at Shopify where they're organically killing it because they're very well connected to the communities that they are serving through their products that they're selling online. And because of that, they are known for it. For example, like Swish is known for X. He sells like hats or something like that. People know you because that's that's what you talk about. That's what you're passionate for. So there's different ways, but ad spend is certainly an important piece of that because it will amplify any message that you have organically. And, right. and that's key to building a business from scratch and also building a brand. Mm -hmm. So, Brendan, I'm going to ask you a million-dollar question here. All this right. is a question that presidents, world leaders are having to deal with right now. Let's hear it. Automation technology does bring the fear of job loss. People thinking that you're taking away you know, something that a man or a woman could do. How do, you, how do you respond to people that might say that technologies like Rekibo are leading us in a world where we're losing jobs? First things first, I think we should always have these discussions and talk about how it's impacting, you know, the labor markets, how it's impacting jobs. The way we approach automation at Rekibo is essentially that we're amplifying, you know, human skills. So if a CMO or a marketer is doing X amount of tasks in a week, we can actually get them and help them kind of focus on more important tasks higher level strategy, get more done in a week and basically just make them a more efficient marketer. And now that also helps with their business growing. They can hire more if their ad spend is more efficient. It just helps increase efficiency in the whole market. And what is it for, for both of you, actually, for Rochelle, what do you think the biggest problem that is plaguing social media marketers right now? I don't know that I would say there's necessarily one specific problem. I think that there needs to be more transparency with our spend, how our ad dollars are being spent, how the platforms are storing information about our customers, about just the amount of information and privacy that there is out there. I'm very into the policies with, with privacy and data um, may not be directly connected with social media, but I think there's a lot of things for us to think about. One is like the privacy side and information, uh, also the responsibility we have as marketers marketers and how we position and how we talk about products and services online. For me, it's really important to to make sure that we always have a positive message that we're sharing. We do hear a lot about mental health and, and issues and things being caused through social media. And that's something that I'm very aware of and, and want to make sure that any message that we put out there is all about like inspiration and opportunity and driving people to do better, but not making it so unattainable that when you see these images through social media, you start to sort of question your own life. So being responsible for the message we're putting out to the consumers because they are human beings mm -hmm. and we, we need to make sure that we're being serious about that. Well put, Brandon. I uh, completely agree with Rochelle. I would say the biggest from my perspective is that there's just a lot of noise right now. Banner blindness is completely real. Like people just do not look at ads anymore. I think we've abused that privilege mm -hmm. um, of being able to reach certain audiences with our message and with our brand. And we've um, not communicated the right things. Automation for marketeers can clearly be a double-edged sword. 
So how can we use it in the best way possible for our businesses? Measuring success on social media is highly subjective. Some people think that the more impressions, the higher reach they have, the better. Some people like me believe that the more comments you have, the better. Why? Because the more comments that you have, the more avenues you build for engagement with your community. We've chatted a lot about problems facing social marketeers. Let's get into solutions now. So for Rakibo, how can automation save time and money? Like any examples that you guys can point to with clients that you guys have worked with? So one of our bigger clients, they build apps for supermarkets. And so essentially we were tasked with helping them scale to, I think we hit 150 new cities in February. And so just to build that type of campaign, especially if you're dealing with localization, it's a pretty challenging task if you're doing it across channels, across these different cities and locations. So essentially what we've done is built a localization system where ad creative is being swapped out based on the location, also automating different audience testing, different creative testing, and then channel testing. And so essentially this can be taken on by one or two people at their company because software has allowed them to just be extremely efficient. We've also at that time, dropped their cost per install by about 60%. So we've seen both that time saving plus the money saving on the CPIs. And then Rochelle, when it comes to coming up with a campaign, what are the first things you do? Number one is knowing what your objective is. And so like, what what are you going after? Is it a brand play? Is it an acquisition play? And then building around that. A lot of what I do is also researching trends to see what is relevant now to the specific consumer or segment group that we're going after. You, wanna, you don't want to waste your time going down a path after a month and realizing this isn't the right way to go. So doing a lot of research, doing a lot of social listening, and then gathering intel from other departments in your company. So if you have a data team, you have an analytics team, sit with them, go through the data, talk to them about what they're seeing, what the trends are. If you're focused on acquisition, talk to your team that's doing acquisition and ask them how the numbers are going. What do they, what do they need? What's working? What's not? So you can build that into like a really solid brief that explains what you need to do before you move into creative and before you get like super fun and, and into the yeah. <laughs> into the design of things and the content. And then how do you guys assess results? Like obviously you set out objectives initially, but Sometimes, especially when numbers get involved later on, how do you justify whether something was a success or not? I think sometimes it depends too if it's if it's if you're going down a path that you haven't been on before, it can be done strictly for benchmarking. Mm-hmm. So I've had to do that a lot in my career is we don't have these numbers and we're not sure. We may not necessarily have, you know, the industry benchmarks. So let's start creating our own. Um, so we may do like a micro test or a medium sized test before we go full out into a campaign. Mm-hmm. But using that as a benchmark or when we're looking at data afterwards, it really depends on the objective. Are we trying to acquire more customers or users? Are we trying to build our brand? If we are, are we going to do a brand lift study? How are we going to measure the impact? What is our current unaided awareness and where do we need it to be? And then focus on that. Brennan, for you, what can we do as a society pretty much to ensure that automation is used as a supplementary tool and not just a replacement? Yeah, definitely. Automation as a whole a lot of it is actually just supplementary. So I think a lot of the discussion has to go around like how are job descriptions changing and how do tools like Rekibo actually fit in with a day-to-day of a social marketer and then how that fits into other tools that they're using. Got it. And then if, when it came to thinking of Rekibo and then working with you know, building out a value prop, how did you go about doing that? Because there is obviously a lot of tools out there in the social media industry. So how did you carve out a niche and think about where your place within that market was? 
it was really about sitting down with the specific markets and there was iteration over this for sure. I, I mean, as with most startups, it's not the first attempt that just kind of lifts off. There was more or less just a lot of sit down conversations with the specific niches that we were going for and figuring out which needs weren't met a by other tools and b by the platforms themselves. So I don't see other tools as our biggest kind of competitor. It's more Facebook. It's Google because they're building automation into their platforms as well. So it's not just keeping up with Facebook. It's how do we, uh, you know, innovate on top of Facebook. Right. Stay that's one a, step that's ahead. a pretty tough task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're not listening. Rochelle, what do you think the future of retail is going to look like? What comes after e-commerce? Right now, we're, we're seeing a lot of direct-to-consumer businesses that are starting up, and I think that's really exciting. I think consumers are also becoming smarter and more aware of who they're purchasing from and the impact of the purchases that they're making. And so that's where I see the trend in terms of, of commerce overall and in retail is a lot of these mom-and-pop shops or these stores that are being created on their own directly connecting with the consumer rather than like a third party. There are always going to be room for marketplaces, and, and that's not going to go away, but Take, for example, Kylie Cosmetics. Take, for example, Kanye West and his store. Take, for example, Allbirds Away. That's what to me is really exciting, especially as a marketer, to see the branding of these different companies take off, whether they're small or large names, and how they are building their own space. They're carving out their own area. They're taking all the profits for themselves. They don't have to share it with anybody. And that's where I see things going. And also, I see a mix of obviously online, but also offline as well. There's a lot of people that have an online presence and that's how they start. And they realize we need to do some pop-up shops. We need to have like one store location where people can come in and chat with our our crew and and learn more about our products. Um, I also see with retail in the future, a lot of AR, VR and being able to see products online Mm -hmm. in situation and and then being able to make a purchase from that if you can't drop by the pop-up shop. Based on what we heard, I definitely think that social media is a requirement for all brands. If you take a look at what brands currently need to do, they need to stay competitive, not only right now, but in the future. And right now, you have a bunch of young consumers, 10 to 14 years old, who are going to get older. And when they get older, they're not going to forget about these online platforms. They're going to become shoppers on these online platforms. When I entered this conversation today, I definitely didn't think that brands needed automation tools. But after listening to what Brennan talked about, especially with his company Rekibo, I think it could be cool for some brands to look at automation tools in order to be able to efficiently post, schedule posts, and even monitor their content after it's been posted. Rapid fire time. So rapid fire, pretty straightforward. I'm going to be asking you guys for about 60 seconds. Uh, Some questions. Please keep your answers very short, to the point, rapid, full of fire. Who would like to go first? Sure. What would you like to see invented in the next 10 years? Be creative. I would say flying cars, but... um, 1934, mate. 1934. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see invented... Dancing. Uh, dancing. Dancing. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Better <laughs> dancing. Start, <laughs> what excites you the most about the future of technology? I would say the increasing pace of innovation. Question three. How can Rekibo work with large global enterprises? I mean, we would sit down and figure out how we can help them with their paid. Cool. Love that. Worst and best thing about being an entrepreneur? It's lonely and tiring. Um, That's the best thing? Best thing is it's just rewarding to work with interesting companies. People who are thinking about going to college but are unsure, what's your advice to them? I wouldn't go to college just to go to college. Make sure you know or like what you're getting into and then just kind of 
wing it from there. <laughs> Your biggest tip for networking? Focus on a couple key people. Don't outstretch yourself and try to network with everyone at an event. Cool. All right, Rochelle, number one, what would you like to see invented in the next 10 years? I just want to see more advancements in healthcare, global healthcare, helping developing countries and just more advancements with, with technology, connecting doctors to people who need it in a more fast and efficient way. Got it. Brennan told us what excites him the most about the future of technology. What scares you the most? Too much information in the hands of companies. Any people that you looked up to when you were trying to learn about marketing initially? No one specific. No, I, I was more about the brands. Biggest advice for a young professional coming into the job market? Make sure you hustle. Make sure you build up your portfolio, your resume, work for free, especially when you're new. Get your volunteer experience, intern, do as much as you can because there's always someone that could be working harder than you and, and you want to make sure that you have a good resume before you enter the job force. If somebody wants to reach out to Rochelle, what is like a do and a don't? A do is, if you're going to add me on LinkedIn, yeah. let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, send a message. You know, lots of people just want to connect, but I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, what? What? how are we going to be authentic and actually building a relationship? I'm very much about that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to reach out, reach out. That's cool. But like, send me a message about what it is that we could have in common or, or chat about or what we should connect on. Work-life balance, does it exist? How do you maintain it if it does exist? It's something that I'm still working on. I think that it could exist, but sometimes when you're passionate about your work, it seeps into your personal life as well. So um, what I'm trying to do and putting an effort into is actually not having so much screen time. So when I get home, put my phone away, spend more time with my husband, go for a walk, go to the gym, do things that don't require me to be behind my laptop or my phone. All right. Thank you so much to Rochelle. Thank you so much to Brennan. How can people find you, Brennan? Connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Brennan Clark. Lovely. Brennan Clark on LinkedIn. Rochelle? Rochelle Hariri on all social platforms. On all social media platforms. You guys have been listening to the Tech House, the podcast where we bring cutting-edge startups and Fortune 500s to the table to talk about their contrasting views on how tech is changing our world. Stay tuned for our next episode. This is your host, Swish, signing off. This podcast is supported by Origins Media House and TrueFan. Origins Media House is a content marketing agency that consistently engages your audience through entertaining podcasts and value-packed videos. It's a group of three hardworking women that are here to be able to allow you to live your life better and learn from some of the best in your market. TrueFan is a fan engagement and discovery platform helping brands identify and reward their top fans as well as find new customers that are primed for conversion. If you're interested in learning more about TrueFan, you can visit us at TrueFan.io or send an email to sales at TrueFan.io.